This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Leftist Democrats and celebrities continue their meltdown over yesterday's Supreme Court ruling upholding Trump's travel ban. In last night's primary elections, the Democrat Party continued down the road to full-fledged Marxism, and in Utah, the Republican establishment struck back. And there's precedent for the U.S. military to defend America by building a wall on our southern border. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. Welcome and thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirstRadio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. And you can share it with your friends. Weigh in on the conversation, insult the host, and you'll get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, where you can listen to their live feed 24-7 at TalkAmericaRadio.us. And America First Radio is brought to you each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. But if you're not in the broadcast area or if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory, including TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube, Blueberry, just wherever your favorite directory is. And you can go directly to our website at AmericaFirstRadio.com to find the current and all of our archives programs. Well, we are living in strange and bizarre times, ladies and gentlemen. I do not know. I can't understand for the life of me how um, Hollywood actors and no-talent musicians have suddenly become uh, our nation's moral arbiters. No longer do we look to Billy Graham or uh, the clergy or uh, you know business leaders uh, for our uh, moral compass. We have now put ourselves in the service of these narcissistic, self-absorbed um, actors from Hollywood, which is, we should have learned by now in the aftermath of the Harvey Weinstein um, uh, scandal, that Hollywood is a cesspool of immorality and uh, degeneracy. Harvey Weinstein is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Hollywood is uh, rife with pedophilia and um, casting couch uh, abuses. And just over uh, the ridge from Hollywood in the San Fernando Valley, you've got the epicenter of uh, the world's pornography industry that takes uh, thousands of um, beautiful American daughters every year uh, and preys upon them using drugs and um, promises of fame in order to basically destroy their lives. Why Hollywood, of all places, 
would suddenly become, uh, you know, a hotbed of uh, preaching to the rest of us about morality is uh, is really quite incredible. But uh, you know, basically, it used to be that uh, Hollywood supported the Democrats and um, and the mainstream or the legacy media supported the Democrats. But at this point. I think that the Democrat Party actually works for the Hollywood celebrities and the legacy media. They take their cues from them, and they, uh, the uh, the Hollywood actors and and the over-the-top uh, legacy media is really uh, playing the tune to which the Democrat Party is is dancing to. So, um, you know, we've got these midterm elections coming up, and it's going to be a real um, interesting. Uh, thing to watch whether or not uh, the American people are wise to this and will um, have a backlash and reject uh, this radicalism out of out of these celebrities and the Democrat Party uh, by delivering uh, a, uh, the House and the Senate to the Republicans. I'm hoping that uh, the, uh, the Republican Party picks up uh, quite a few more seats in the Senate so we can in fact get some, something done. We still have to deal with the conservative members of the uh, GOP caucus in the Senate uh, from Maine and and um, Alaska and other places. But, um, you know, in the aftermath of this Supreme Court ruling yesterday, and it was a very good day for conservatives, I would argue that the ruling that, um, that weakened uh, unions was a bad idea, but um, the nation will survive that, and uh, the nation will uh, survive because the Supreme Court yesterday, as you know, affirmed the president's authority to secure our borders. Uh, this was probably the best argument uh, for reigning in executive power when it comes to immigration that the left could ever have hoped for. It still failed, as uh, as I predicted it would, uh, just based on the the plain reading of the Constitution and uh, the statute. The president is perfectly within his powers to deny entry into the United States to anybody for anything, um, any non-citizen, I should say, for any reason that he chooses. And the left really tried to uh, take a bridge too far when they tried to extend const American constitutional protections and due process rights to non-citizens that have never stepped foot in the United States. But the real beauty of this ruling is that now it empowers the president. It, as I said, it affirms his authority over immigration. And now he is free to ban uh, immigration from whatever groups that, uh, that he sees fit. And I would suggest that you start by banning immigration on our southern border. I would, uh, I would uh, stop all legal entry to Mexicans and Central Americans unless and until the Congress of the United States gives uh, the president the power to solve this current border crisis. We currently have a backlog of 730,000, that's 730,000 amnesty or uh, uh, asylum applications and about you know a, a few hundred judges in order to handle that that is years worth of of a backlog and of course by the time they ever get heard in court if they ever do show up which i think i heard about 90 percent of them never show up to their hearings 
Then the open borders lobby will start their, uh, you know, their campaign that we can't kick these people out because uh, they've been here so long and the children, you know, know no other uh, home and they were brought here through no fault of their own and blah, blah, blah. We will continue down this road until we have utterly transformed the culture and demographics of this country uh, and uh, the United States will no longer be recognizable. We will be, um, you know, the same type of third world socialist hellhole that these people uh, uh, tried to escape. But you got the Democrats out there now, and sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe I'm in a bubble. I don't understand what's going on. You got uh, Kamala Harris, uh, a potential major um, candidate for the Democrat nomination for presidency, along with um, Nixon, the uh, the uh, one of the major candidates for governor of New York, and a whole bunch of other Democrat politicians saying we need to abolish ICE. And then you got Chuck Schumer up there in the, uh, the Senate claiming that uh, the Democrat Party doesn't really want open borders. Well, you need to tell that to some of your major um, uh, party elected officials because if you abolish ICE, that's exactly what you get is open borders. So I want to play you real quick uh, this clip from uh, Steve Schmidt, this guy that um, renounced the Republican Party. Thank God he was the campaign manager for John McCain and his disastrous uh, run against Barack Obama that uh, that did so much damage to our presidency. But he has left the Republican Party so-called now, and he's sort of become the poet laureate of the resistance movement. And I'll give you a, a sample of the kind of rhetoric that he's spewing. The extraordinary and astounding hypocrisy of it to see the constancy of the assertion of Christian virtue by political leaders in this country who have established internment camps for babies and toddlers. And I never in a million years thought I would sit here or anywhere and say this. But the difference now between Venezuela and Cuba and the United States is this. Venezuela and Cuba are the countries without internment camps for babies and toddlers. What a buffoon internment camps. These children, these migrant children, are treated exactly the same way that American children are treated when their parents are arrested. We've got to run out to a break. We'll talk more about the uh, Supreme Court ruling right after these messages on America First Radio. CRTV.com, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. So the Supreme Court acknowledged the president's authority as commander in chief to secure our borders. Uh, this from this ruling will flow all sorts of benefits in order to try to turn back the tide of the constant invasion that's been going on. Well, well, over 30 years, uh, maybe maybe more than that, uh, that's resulted in uh, tens of millions of people in our country illegally. Uh, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they came from. We don't know what their motivations are. Most of them are decent folks that uh, that broke our laws to get here, have, have absolutely no right 
to be burdening the American taxpayer, uh, but uh, also mixed in with them are a, a good number of gang members, human traffickers, drug dealers, violent criminals. Uh, and the Democrat Party seems absolutely determined to keep this up because uh, with those numbers come a, um, in their view, and and California has validated this uh, this business model that they want to implement, it comes with it uh, a, a new governing, solid majority, one-party rule for their uh, so-called Democrat socialist vision of the United States. I want to play you again this clip from Steve Smith that we played as we went out to the break because this is the kind of rhetoric they're employing to try to shame and browbeat people into basically uh, giving away the United States. The extraordinary and astounding hypocrisy of it to see the constancy of the assertion of Christian virtue by political leaders in this country who have established internment camps for babies and toddlers. And I never in a million years thought I would sit here or anywhere and say this. But the difference now between Venezuela and Cuba and the United States is this. Venezuela and Cuba are the countries without internment camps for babies and toddlers. Literally, somebody needs to beat this idiot's butt. I withdraw those remarks and apologize. Uh, it's unbelievable that this guy, he knows better than this. He knows for a fact that uh, these uh, these children that are separated from their parents when they're arrested or sent to relatives or foster home or or um, nice accommodations run by nonprofits, exactly the same treatment that American kids receive when their parents are arrested. But he's using this in the worst possible way to demagogue in order to pry open this border so they can flood this country. And, you know, Steve Smith is, um, he's obviously an idiot. He, I don't think he could get elected to anything just based on the foolish things he said and based on his awful track record of basically de delivering eight years of uh, Barack Obama uh, on the onto this country, but Kamala Harris, the former Attorney General for California and sitting U.S. Senator, along with a whole bunch of other people in the Democrat Party, are actively uh, promoting the abolishment of the Border Patrol agency, ICE. And you know, that's that's base that's basically all you need to know about what their ultimate objective is. Here is Kamala Harris using the same um, childhood separation issue to try to shame everybody that disagrees with her. Not knowing, this morning, thousands of children woke up without their parents, not knowing where they were, not knowing when they would see them again, not knowing the adults who surround them having no relationship of trust with these people who have removed their ability to be in the arms and embrace of their parents. This is simply inhumane and it is unacceptable. And even with the executive order from the President of the United States, that number will be the same tomorrow. Those 2,000 plus children will be in the same situation tomorrow that they were in today and the day before and the day 
Now, this is a demagogue. She is making the argument because the uh, the president can't wave a magic wand and return these children, that that is somehow an indictment against the president of the United States. Those 2,000 plus children will be in the same situation tomorrow that they were in today and the day before and the day before that. Over the last few months, the Department of Homeland Security has separated more than 2,000 children from their parents at the border, many of them younger than four years old. And let's be clear about what that point is and that, that moment is in the stage of a human's development. Because age is more than a chronic... Well, let's be clear about one thing. Kamala Harris is the former attorney general for the state of California, the most populous state in our nation, personally, under her authority, separated tens of thousands of American children from, uh, from their parents when her agencies arrested them. These American children in California were placed with relatives in foster homes or nonprofit group homes the same exact way that she's now decrying these migrant children are treated. Kamala Harris is a demagogue of the highest order. She's a con artist that she can stand there. She absolutely knows that under her uh, office, the exact same thing happened in California hundreds of times a day for years while she was attorney general. She's trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and the left, because this satisfies their uh, pathological altruism, their urge to be thought, uh, to think of themselves as morally superior. They're literally trying to destroy the country using this. Here's another clip from that same, same Steve Schmidt uh, trying to tell you what this ruling from the Supreme Court affirming the president's authority over immigration means. Well, you know, I'm thinking about um, former special agent of the FBI, Ali Soufan. Uh, Ali Soufan um, with John O'Neill came very, very, very close to disrupting the attacks on 9-11. Uh, he was a Lebanese immigrant and a, and a Muslim. Now, think of the, the lack of ability to reason that he, Steve Schmidt, argues that because we had an immigrant in the FBI that almost stopped 9-11, that that had more value than having an immigration system that screened the 18 9 hijackers that killed 3,000 Americans on 9-11. This is the kind of thought processes we're dealing with. Is America better off with Ali Soufan here? I would argue he is. America would have been better off without the 19 9 hijackers. That's what we would have been better off. Those people came in, they were uh, easily recognizable as uh, having no business in the United States if we had a proper immigration and screening system. And so today was a fantastic fulfillment of Osama bin Laden's vision by Donald J. Trump. What Osama bin Laden what hoped to an provoke idiot. was a war of civilization, a war between the West and one billion Muslims. Guess what? There is a war between the West and Islam, and it's been going on for thousands of years. Now, 
uh, the West was so much more powerful for a while that, uh, that we had, uh, conquered or defended ourselves, I should say against the invasions from Islam. But because our leaders are the elite ruling class has become so soft and so irrational. Now, uh, the, the war is sort of baked in the cake. Because these people that are coming into the country will not be satisfied with assimilating into Western culture. What they want to do is transform Western culture to Sharia law. And you don't have to guess about this. They will tell you this. They march in the streets carrying signs telling you that this is their objective. It's in their book. They're instructed to do so by the Quran, and they believe in their book. And so what Donald Trump and this Muslim ban signal to the world is that Muslims are not welcome here. That this is whether the conservative justices say that. Once again, a lie and a misrepresentation. What the ruling means is that when uh, these countries that have high instances of uh, terrorism have no adequate screening processes, that we uh, can uh, have a travel ban on them until a lesson until they implement those screening processes. And in fact, this is about executive power. The president's clear intent was to impose a religious test. And that is as fundamentally un-American as anything that he's done over the course of this presidency. The only force in the world that has the power to defeat extremist Islamic radicalism is moderate Islam. Well, how is that going? I didn't see moderate <clears throat> Islam uh, defeating ISIS as as they set up their caliphate uh, and were chopping off heads and burning people alive and drowning them in cages. How was moderate Islam doing with that, Steve Schmidt? As near as I can tell, it was the U.S. armed forces, not moderate Islam, that defeated ISIS. But Steve Schmidt would have the United States embark on this uh, this wonderful experiment to see if we can uh, put a, enough moderate Islam into our country along with the uh, radical Islamic um, terrorists to somehow balance it out. Well, I'm not willing to take that risk based on Steve Schmidt's flawed reasoning. And moderate Islam was dealt a big setback today by this short-sighted, dangerous policy that, again, abrogates all the fine traditions of our country from freedom of religion to welcoming the renewal of the country's lifeblood with immigration. So the 9-11 hijackers were just renewing the lifeblood of, of, of our country. I'll tell you one thing. This notion that you have to extend... Um, entry into this country to people because, and this is basically what he's arguing, their Muslim is a recipe for national suicide. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll hear Keith Ellison lecture us along with Jake Tapper right after these messages on America First Radio. This is 
is Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen from Cowboy Logic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows, America First Radio, with our friend Jim Dawes. That's right, Donna. We consider America First Radio appointment radio. America First Radio with Jim Dawes, weeknights. Right here on Talk America Radio, found at talkamericaradio.us. So in this Supreme Court ruling yesterday, the court really delivered uh, the uh, two victories to President Trump. The obvious one in this case was that the president's authority to restrict the entry of uh, specified foreign nationals into our country is a, uh, an executive sovereign right that the uh, courts should not infringe upon. And that means that the travel ban that limited immigration from Iran and Iraq, Libya, Chad, Syria, and uh, in North Korea and Venezuela thrown in as well, is perfectly constitutional because the people that are extraterritorial have no rights to due process. It means that the president has the authority, despite the howls and protest of these leftists, open border activists. He has the right and the responsibility and the authority to secure this nation from threats posed by radical Islam and dysfunctional states. It is a great ruling, and it is a fantastic precedence. It was absolutely critical to the continued survival of this country. But on top of that... This decision has a, another meaning that's not as clear, but also equally important. And that is that the court really laid the foundation for the border wall that the president has promised the American people. The, uh, the law really could be called, I mean, the, uh, the ruling could really be called Trump versus Hawaii build the border wall ruling because the issue, um, is uh, whenever a president finds, this is quote uh, quoted from the ruling, whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens, I'm sorry, this is the, uh, the language from the uh, actual statute that the court cited that to authorize the president, whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States, he may... By proclamation, that means on his own authority, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, that means to settle here or to visit here or to study here, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions that he may deem appropriate. Now, how the lower courts could twist that the plain language of that statute in order to bar the president's so-called travel ban is, is really uh, amazing. So now that, that, that issue is settled law. President Trump can deny, or any president can deny nas foreign nationals entry to the country. And Steve King, 
representative from Utah, I believe it is, argues that it should immediately, that the president should issue a proclamation suspending the entry of foreign nationals from Mexico, Central and South America, and the Caribbean until he finds that the detrimental effects of illegal immigration from those regions have been curtailed and our border is, in fact, secured. Uh, these areas are home to violent uh, drug cartels, huge numbers of, uh, of immigrants that have snuck into our country and are living here illegally already. So you put these two historical uh, precedents together, a proclamation that not only restricts the movement of illegal aliens in the United States, but also serves as a means for convincing foreign governments to take seriously their uh, our concerns about them sending so many illegals here. And, uh, and really, this is, uh, this is not new. Uh, the Supreme Court cited in their ruling two examples in history, Sale versus Haitian Centers Council and Trump versus Hawaii. I'm sorry, um, uh, cited, um, cited that ruling in 1993, Sale versus Haitian Centers, uh, to say that the president could establish a naval blockade to prevent illegal immigrants from entering the United States. That means that he can deploy the military in order to secure the border from entry by uh, foreign nationals that he has barred. That is a huge precedent. Because what is a naval blockade? It is another form of a wall. It was used uh, to pressure Haiti and Cuba to change their policy. And it's clear that Mexico and the other uh, countries in the Central and South American region see no incentive currently to crack down on their facilitation of all of this illegal Im immigration. So Trump should use the constitutional validation that's contained in this Supreme Court ruling to build the wall and, oh, by the way, make Mexico pay for it. He should issue this proclamation barring the entry of any foreign nationals from these countries, and he should leave it in effect until this wall is built. And I would say that he needs to move the U.S. military down there on the border and begin building this wall right away. I've been saying this for, oh, at least since Trump came into office. And Ann Coulter appeared on Breitbart uh, News uh, last night and argued the very same thing. So would you think it would be worth nuking the filibuster to get the wall, if that's what it takes? Because Yes. yes. Well, no, but no, you, that's a trick question. He does not <laughs> that, need that me Congress. Credit. <laughs> he doesn't need Congress. He does okay. not need Congress. Get that, memorize it, tattoo it on, on your arm. The President of the United States has, as his number one job, protecting America, defending the borders. This BS about, oh, I want to get it done. If only Congress would let me. No, what was so great about the Trump campaign, I don't think he even realized what a great campaign he ran, um, is 90% of what he was promising us, other than, than, than fixing Obamacare, other than that, every single thing he promised is 100% within the purview of the president's power. He can build a wall. He never needed Congress. Knock it off with the excuses. 
We have he's the he's the commander in chief. He's the sole possessor of all executive power. He has the entire Department of Homeland Security, the Depart- entire Department of Defense. Um, he, he starts building the wall. That, you know, that's what our military used to do. We used to not be engaging in ad- adventurism halfway around the globe, which apparently everyone's on the same page that a president can just, like, randomly bomb wedding parties without checking with Congress um, 10,000 miles away from us. But no, no, if it comes to protecting American citizens, can't do that, can't build it. That's what our military used to do. They built walls and and forts and barriers on our border. That's what the CBs are. So he should just like, yeah, no, so basically, he the needs Army to, Corps the of money. Engineers. Uh, That's what our military <laughs> is. Maybe Boeing, instead of instead of the military industrial complex making all of their money and, and all the sleazy inside deals between military contractors and Department of Defense, how about some sleazy inside deals on wall builders and and the Department of Defense? The NSA, the National Security Agency, got a, a, a allocation from the omnibus bill uh, recently passed of $81 billion in order to spy on American citizens, basically, to construct these huge data centers where they store all of our emails and telephone calls. Couldn't we take $20 million of that, $20 billion of that, I mean, and build this wall? Couldn't we allocate that to the military? The president needs to send the military down there, cite this recent Supreme Court ruling and, and its reliance on the cases involving Haiti and Cuba in order to start erecting a blockade on our southern border. Um, let's see what how much time. i got to play you this clip real quick of Ann Coulter talking about the results of this, uh, of this reaction by the Democrats. No, he can fulfill his promise. Do not be fooled by any claims that someone is stopping him. He's the president of the United States. He can fulfill his promise. For some reason, he has decided not to. Um, yes, it will help. It will be great for him. He will win. He will win many more states if he builds the wall and they try to lay their bodies down or keep this harassment up. This harassment, as like I say, is pain as much as it enrages me to watch this and as bad as I think it is for the country, it is really bad for the Democrats, even with Trump having done um, pretty much nothing on immigration, although Sessions has done a very good job. And so far, he still has Sessions as attorney general. Um, I, I, his, I, I don't know if you saw, but since the children at the border, you probably did, you're paying more attention to the news than I am, but since this whole um, the weeping, ch- crying children with their alleged parents, 90% of whom aren't their parents, and we haven't even done the DNA tests on the other 10%, um, yeah, their parents really love them. Just here, let me I'll give you to a, to a, to a coyote and well, we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the primary results last night, right after these messages on America First Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio.
so last night we had primaries in uh, several states, including New York and South Carolina and Utah and uh, several others. And the takeaway is that it was a big night for Donald Trump. All of his endorsed candidates won, including, sadly, uh, the Republican establishment candidate uh, in for the Utah Senate seat being vacated by Orrin Hatch. None other than Mitt Romney, probably one of the uh, most despicable vulture capitalists uh, in the history of our country. Bain Capital, that basically uh, put together a business model um, taking uh, companies that were uh, of more value by raiding their pension and health care funds, selling off the pieces and basically just destroying um, productive enterprises, throwing the employees out on the streets after having robbed them of their retirement funds, and then uh, moving on down the road to, to do it again. Uh, the, the fact that this guy is going to return to the U.S. Senate is disgusting to me, and the fact that the people of Utah uh, couldn't see through who this man really is, is, uh, is very depressing. Other than that, it was pretty good news on the Republican side. The president's um, preferred candidate for the governor of South Carolina defeated his runoff opponent. Uh, McMaster defeated, uh, I think the guy's name, uh, was it uh, Donovan? No, not Donovan. Um, Donovan was the uh, president's choice for um, the, uh, representative in, uh, New York, the Republican representative in New York. I can't remember the name of the, uh, candidate, but, um, it was a good night for the president on the Democrat side. It really was a very enlightening evening because, uh, a lot of the old line, um, sort of moderate Democrats, if, if you want to call them that the people that aren't from the far left fringe went down to defeat against uh, the, uh, the rising uh, radical left socialist, I would argue cultural Marxists. And the most glaring example of this happened uh, in, uh, in New York City in the uh, district um, that uh, encompasses parts of Queen and the Bronx represented by old-style machine Democrat Joseph Crowley who was expected uh, that if uh, the Democrats were able to retake the House from the Republicans to uh, be a candidate to take over the speakership. Sort of reminds you of what happened uh, when uh, Dave Bratt uh, defeated the, uh, the, um, the House Majority Whip whose name escapes me, I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, but in this case, instead of, you know, a solid conservative, um, uh, coming in that, you know, enjoys broad-based support from, uh, the, you know, the people, um, of the nation, the Democrats put in a, uh, a Democrat socialist and her name is, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's a Hispanic. She is a former uh, staff member for Bernie Sanders. She's promising Medicare for all, including medis medical, dental, vision, and mental health care. 
She's promising, just like Bernie Sanders, universal job guarantees. So she's offering you a federal, if you can't find a job or you, um, you don't want to work for a living, you can get a federal job for a minimum wage of $15 an hour serving our communities. <laughs> What's that sound like to you? That's actually, that's past socialism. That's communism. Fully funded public schools and universities with tuition-free attendance at all public universities and trade school. Paid for by Wall Street. <laughs> Paid family and sickly, giving everyone the right to choose care and housing as a basic human right. Safe, secure, habitable, and, and uh, um, guaranteed housing. She's going to dismantle. This is taken from one of her campaign flyers. She's going to dismantle uh, the the so-called uh, prison uh, pipeline. Let those people out. She's going to uh, uh, protect all the dreamers and temporary protected status citizenships and abolish ICE. There it is again. Now we got a candidate actually winning on the platform of abolishing ICE on the Democrat side. It goes on and on and on. And the fact that this woman unseated one of the, the uh, so-called old lions of the Democrat Party tells you exactly where this party is going. Over in Maryland, the former president for the NAACP, Ben Jealous, Jealous who if you've ever heard him on TV, is, uh, um, makes Bernie Sanders uh, seem mainstream. He won the uh, Democrat primary in Maryland, and he's going to run up against their uh, their popular governor. Once again, my age is uh, blocking these names. Cantor was uh, Cantor was the guy's name that uh, 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 Brat defeated in uh, Virginia. That was an earthquake. This uh, this defeat of Crowley. In, uh, in New York is very similar to what happened to uh, House Majority Leader Eric Cantor. That was, uh, that was about four years ago. But um, it, was, it was pretty wild what happened. And now we have quite uh, clearly established that the resist movement, the Democrat socialist movement, I can't believe they're running around calling themselves Democrat socialists, while at the same time calling everybody else Nazis. The Nazis, the party, was the German Democrat socialist. I've got a clip here of uh, some of these unhinged Democrats appearing on, uh, on TV that uh, is sort of a montage that tells you what's uh, in the ascendancy in the Democrat party. A few years ago, ideas that we Old talked Bernie. about were thought to be fringe ideas, radical ideas, extremist ideas. Those ideas are now mainstream. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, Mad Max. your 
dad's immigration practices, you feckless c- What's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? One way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy, so please bring on the recession. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. You know, if the if Republican campaign strategists can't put together um, enough of these ads based on these uh, liberal Democrats melting down and, pro- and uh, engaging, actually engaging in violence and uh, and intimidation against uh, mainstream American people, then then they deserve to lose. But they, in fact, uh, have put together an an ad. I'm going to play you that again. Another one of these montages. This is an ad. Uh, that the Republican National Committee started running just yesterday. If you vote for Trump, then you, the voter, you, not Donald Trump, are standing at the bar- border like Nazis going, you here, you here. And I think idiot. we now have to flip it. And it's a given the evilness of Donald Trump. If you hold down the woman while the rapist is raping her and you didn't rape her, are you a rapist? Tens of millions of people voted for him after he showed his cards for years. But are you, so suggest, we have, are you suggesting that they're racist? Or they're, yes. The, yes. The, the, the people who vote, all the people who voted for Donald Trump are racist. Yes. Yeah. If Republicans weren't so racist, they could encourage black people who are morally conservative to be on their yeah. side. Those people who are supporting what he's doing here are racist. Period. It's a uh, movement and people that are speaking up for things, is, whether we're talking about civil rights movement, whatever else, those movements should be nonviolent, but they should not be non-confrontational. And so these policies that this administration is putting forth are intentionally cruel. They are racist. And it is, a, it is our job as citizens to speak out against that. Now, does that mean that we're going to be violent? No. Yes, it does. But does that does. mean that Sarah Sanders can have a nice, quiet dinner? If, if you think that calling people Nazis will not result in violence, and you just haven't been paying attention last year as James T. Hodgkinson showed up at the Republican baseball practice intent on mass murder and uh, and shot several people. You weren't watching when Antifa was in the street attacking people based on their political beliefs. You weren't watching when the Democratic National Committee paid an organization to send um, provocateurs into Trump rallies in order to incite violence. And if the Democrat party believes that this is going to be their pathway to majority, they're sadly mistaken. The fact of the matter is the Democrat party is out of ideas. The ideas that they promote socialism and open borders are an absolute disaster. The vast majority of the American people are going to recognize that. And I, I believe I could be wrong. You know, I could be totally misreading this, but I believe that this this whole uh, Trump presidency is ch- flushing out the chumps and is going to consign the Democrat Party to the dustbin of history before it's all over. Got so much more I would like to get to, but I want to thank you again for joining us. We'll get to it on tomorrow's show, and I invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition of America First Radio on the Talk America Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.